be all right there. I'll be all right. I'll die. You ate those cherry pop tarts too fast. Yeah, I could tell they were oh. cherry pop tarts. I know what color frosting goes on the cherry pop. Man, they're so good. I got the uh, the cherry ones are really good, aren't it they? It was like at Walmart for ten bucks. You got four uh, four boxes: two strawberries, a cherry, and a blueberry. I'm not a big fan of blueberry, but I am a fan of basically a free box of pop. Oh, it tarts. came as a set. Yeah, like wrapped together. Yeah, like a big not bigger like box. not like four for ten and no. whatever ones they had. No, so uh, it was pretty good. Blueberries are are fine. Yeah, I will eat them. I will eat them. I, I shall. Even if you, I shall consume. See, I don't know what the price of pop tarts is, so I don't know if like even if you didn't eat a whole box of them, if it was still like three, a, four bucks for a box, still a deal. So a box of four for ten, that's a good deal. Yeah. So if you threw yeah. the blueberry ones out, you were still doing all right. Oh yeah. See, oh. I basically got two boxes for free. I was never a big fan of like the overly. Like the cho- like chocolate, I didn't feel was a good one for a. Pop it's tart. funny because it's like I actually like the s'mores ones, but I'll never ever go out of my way to buy them. I like the cinnamon <clears throat> ones, <clears throat> which I don't know. Maybe that's just a me thing. So Jesus, so I, loud coming in, so loud. <laughs> so I guess we should start with the only logical point: How the fuck is AJ still not to this day oh my reached God, out you, to Billy Fives? This is I I think. <laughs> It's become one of those things where it's so like when you put off talking to someone for so long that you feel like that you're that it's been too like now it's been too long. But this isn't and and now like there's no way to like even like approach it properly. Like it's been so long. Oh yeah. That now you're you're just avoiding doing it because it's gone from avoiding doing it for one reason to. Well, now it's just been too long. I can't call him. But usually when you do that to somebody or a situation like this happens, you're not expected to get in a ring and fight with them. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not saying I understand his strategy here. I don't, I don't think he has one. Um, yeah, I mean, this, is, this has been a long time going now. This Billy's going to beat him with his cell phone. This is like weeks and weeks and weeks <laughs> of... Uh, it might not even be a match. It might just be Billy just, just beating him with an iPhone. <laughs> Where's my call? <laughs> Speaking he, of which... He, I, I'll, I'll, but like since you brought it up... Yeah. Uh-oh. He literally messaged me the other day. We got some We got some insider info that yeah, well, I mean, Ben's already shared on the... Insider bullshit. Yeah. But uh, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to... Trying to do this while we're on the air. See, would, when I don't guys, remember if he texted. Well, well, while you're looking, when if you, he texted me this yeah. or or, or me, Facebook message. When me. you guys went off on that on the thread the other day while I was working, I was like, only thing I think of was like, how the fuck? Like, like up until a certain point, it's still a professional wrestling match. At some point, Billy's going to remove the courtesy of the wrestling, you know, portion of that. It's going to be like, you know. A professional match where he beats the living fuck out of you. Yeah. It's going to be bad. It's going to be like fucking the Kumite. That's why I said I didn't want to be anywhere near the ring. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't... I didn't want to... I didn't want to be like... Because, listen... Part of like the... I am the furthest thing. I am the furthest thing from fucking Billy Fives. But if someone asked me to have the last match with me, the way that AJ has, and strung it out this long without even contacting me, but still... Promoting it is going to happen. I'm ribbing the fuck out of that guy in the ring. And I am not Billy. So I can't even imagine how Billy's just like, okay, yeah, okay, sure, sure. You know? 
And he's going to get AJ in that ring, and he's going to abuse his body. (laughs) It's going to be fucking funny, and AJ deserves it 100%. Because he's approached just like it's a high school bully that he can't reach out to or some shit. Yeah, I don't understand, because this is like... (laughs) This is it's it's getting it's getting strange now. It, it really is getting into weird waters for 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 all intents and purposes a fake wrestling retirement match because well know, it was never going to be that fake not with Billy no but at, at, not at, at first it would have been like it you, listen at first I'd be like it's probably going to be a real tight match they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna at least Billy's gonna lay it in and, and AJ's gonna do his best to keep up and, but at this point I have I have no. No barometer of the waters that we're into. It was going to. It might have shifted by a degree or two our personal definitions of the word snug. Yes, yes, yes. It's now at a point where I'm just like, all right, well, should they wear MMA gloves? Maybe that's safer for AJ. (laughs) Maybe he can get an accidental eye poke in and, you know, get Billy off guard. He he would just get them sticky with a donut glaze. Dude, if he comes to the ring rubbed in that or some shit. Rubbed in that, but like, like he just rubs his body in like a donut glaze, so Billy won't touch him. <laughs> oh, Billy will touch him. <laughs> It'll he'll make <laughs> frequent contact with his knuckles and his nose. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know, AJ man. Um, I, maybe I have to jump on on one of these furlough files and be like, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh. You know, I keep threatening to put them together on the podcast together, like on the phone. Uh, and and he... That's going to be the best episode we do. Well, it's funny because uh, on we talked about it. He's like, yeah, okay, we'll do... We, you know, if I don't call him by then, we'll we'll call him on the thing. And then uh, and then he... I, I'm speaking to him in the, early in the afternoon, uh, the day we record the second one of the week with him. And he... I'm like... We were just like both like, well, what are you doing now? He's like, nothing. I'm like, what are you doing now? Nothing. I go, well, why don't we just record this early? The sneaky motherfucker like kind of pushed to record it early, knowing that Billy was still like working and we wouldn't have to call him. <laughs> I, I'm I'm convinced that that was it. And then I talked to Billy after afterwards, and he's like, this was where it came in. He he met because he had heard the podcast before where we threat I threatened that we were going to call Billy. Yeah. And Billy's like, so what he messages, that's what I was looking for. So he messaged me and he's like, uh, so, so what time are we doing this? What time are you calling me? Yeah. I go, Oh, I go, Oh no. I just, then I realized what happened. How I got like kind of fucking. You got bamboozled, Ben. I did. I got like (laughs) tricked somehow. And, uh, I'm like, Oh, that, that motherfucker. He, he, that sly fox thing. He goes, uh, I don't know where he. I don't know where he wrote it. Yeah, uh, I was trying to look for it, but I'm like, oh, dude, he he totally weaseled. So I think, uh, and I had, and when I, you could hear it in Anthony's AJ's voice when uh, I I threatened to call Billy on the spot. He's like, no, 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 no. Like <laughs> he's like he wanted like he like somewhere in his head he thought maybe yeah yeah no no I'll definitely call him between. And, I have and, never and smoothed the pavement a little bit. I have never and. In 15 years in the business, and a lifetime of watching it, knowing the the insides and outs, known of a a match that is going on like this one is with two grown men, one of which is just like, like Billy's got to be in some kind of weird position because he's got his whole life going on. You know, AJ calls him out for a retirement. He's like, fine. That was 
a month ago? At least. S- still hasn't talked to him with one, one, one really painfully inexcusable text. Right. One, <laughs> one really weak effort at a reach out. I just don't know what's happening. That, like, that like the, the bare minimum effort of that was so painfully evident that yeah. it, it just insulted Billy and inspired him to add like a percentage of, yeah. of like ass whooping to the match or whatever. <laughs> and it's weird because like, it's like you've been around the business a long time. Same, same here. We both know that if we were to tell the story to like, say we were to tell the story to like, I don't know. Say Adrian walked in. Adrian was in the business for a while. And anyway, Adrian, this is what's going on. He would first thing because you learn, you learn a thing. For- it's interesting that you use Adrian, but go ahead. Yeah, but because that guy's oblivious and uh, has bumbled, had bumbled <laughs> through his <laughs> but, wrestling but, career. But as I, well. I pick him because most workers, if you were to, if most wrestlers, if you would have that conversation when discussing what's going on right now, they would just tell you like, oh, they're obviously they've talked this out and they're using. They're using all the promotional tools they have, so they they they're good. They've already had this conversation. They're just working everybody, right? And I, and and that's my first thought too. He le- I know AJ. He legitimately gets upset when I tag Billy once I post these. Yeah, and, and tag him like on Facebook, like, "Hey, listen to new podcast." He gets upset <sighs> because he doesn't. He actually doesn't want Billy to have listened to it because he knows he's yeah. put his foot a little deeper in his own like. Like Mouth. so, for everybody out there that's like, oh no, this is all concocted. I I can assure you, this has not been concocted. <laughs> this is why it's so great. I'm so excited. This for is this. this this is like this weird anomaly that I mean, even when we decided to to start promoting this, we're like, okay, cool. Like they'll figure. Well, it I don't out. even we'll, think we're like. I didn't think we ever decided to promote it. We're just talking about like his stupidity is. So, oh, oh, it's dude. It's, it's so it's fucking Im- legendary. It's at this so point. immense right now. Yeah, the way he's handling it that we yeah. can't not talk about it because it was just going to be like O's retirement. I think we'd have maybe brought it up a few times, just kind of like just until yeah. uh, maybe we we'll get closer to the yeah. day. But this has but... totally become like a all right. Where 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 in this week did AJ dig the one more this shovel is, full of this his is grave? A segment <laughs> like your your baby thing. It is. <laughs> It's funny you mentioned Adrian because I was like, it, as soon as you brought him up in the context of this, it it like reminded me of the time that we uh we were we had him at the Supercon shows booked, and uh, I told him he was going to be wrestling uh, Kevin Sullivan. It was going to be one of those like short and sweet little fucking deals because yeah. Sullivan's not three things are aren't happening at a Kevin Sullivan match at that point. A, it's not going over. <laughs> five minutes Even, <laughs> two you're not getting any of your shit in because kevin's not taking one bump in the fucking nope. match and i don't even know what three is but uh but i'm sure there's a third and and i just remember like adrian's the kind of guy that doesn't th- think things through sometimes before yeah. he reacts so he was like immediately was like he realized that that those two things were going to happen and was all upset that he wasn't going to get his shit in. And, and I'm like, dude, you're wrestling. as the fucking Joker in front of a bunch of you're wrestling a legitimate living legend. Right. But I'm saying like, it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. this isn't like, like you're, uh, this is on an indie show and trying to get your name out there and you need to be seen or yeah, something. Yeah. This is, we're just having fun. Yeah. Nobody even knows who the fuck you are. Cause you're in, fu- you're, you're wrestling as a different character. Uh, it's Kevin fucking Sullivan. He didn't understand that you the opportunity to work with a legend in the ring to like be able for the rest of your days to go. 
I wrestled Kevin Sullivan, was there for him. And then I yanked it from him. I was like, well, then then fine. You don't have to wrestle him. Because he was just worried. Because he, 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 he loves doing this so much, especially yeah. Supercon stuff, that I understand, I understand where he was coming from. It was from not thinking it through. Yeah. And being like, I just want to entertain. I want to yeah. be as entertaining as possible. I want to be I have this idea of wanting to do all these things and I got that. But then you have to when you're wrestling it we were booked four days in a row. Yeah. It's a long convention. <laughs> it's like so one day doesn't have to be filled with hearing the crowd and and and, and all that and popping them and, and being this character. You're getting in the ring with Kevin Sullivan. And then and he gets it he always gets it after the point. yeah i'll give him credit for this he always gets it after the point yeah. and then he he comes up to you and he goes dude i, I you're right <laughs> i'm so sorry i apologize he's the only guy yeah that had a bad match on like his first night because i guess he hadn't worked in a while and then comes back for this to do this yeah stuff. and then is begging me to get in the ring to practice yeah. before the next night this yeah. is the kind of guy he has in work ethic. He's honorable. He he cares about, but he also doesn't think things through sometimes. So then you have that like Mia culpa, like yeah. after the fact. Hey man, I you're right. I I fucked up. I'm sorry. But he also does that. He owns it. And then on the flip side, you remember Flex's reaction to when we booked it with Sullivan. Yeah, not as much his reaction to uh, before, but after. Afterwards, no, I mean, I mean, no, no, that's yeah. that's the story of that's the flip side of the things. But that's because that's the guy that got and understood the moment and what we were. But he, but he, even then, he was coming after the fact. Yeah. Adrian may have after the fact been the same way. But I, I, uh, but two things, two things are funny there. Uh, one was that when I when I reshuffled the deck on that, yeah, and put uh. Uh, Sam. That's K- right. It was Sam. Or whatever no, I, was, I was about to ask you, like, who did end up the, working? The dark yeah. sheik who yeah. came. Uh, he, okay. Is long it, long is story it, short. Is it Samantha now? I, I don't know what he goes by now. Oh. Uh, uh, I, are you dead naming him? I do, I'm, are you dead, I, is it dead gingering? I'm, I, did, I, I refer to as him, and uh, I don't even know if I'm supposed to do that. Uh, uh, Sam, which I guess is gender neutral, uh, or can be. Hmm. Uh, uh, owns Hood Slam in Oakland, and apparently he uh, decided to tour the world and wrestle a little bit here and there. He took a break from doing that. Yeah, uh, and uh, he just happened to be with uh, Derek in Tampa when Derek was going to come down and do this. So he brought him along, and we used him, and he got it because he does Hood Slam and they do yeah. cosplay stuff out there. And I think he had wrestled a Supercon show years before. Apparently, he had. Oh yes, he did. Okay. Uh, Benny brought him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess he used to live in Tampa. He, or something he, like that. I think he did Aladdin. Did he yeah, do Aladdin yeah, for yeah. us yeah, too? He did. He did because he did it for when he worked with Kevin. Yeah. Uh, he, he came in there. I mean, Kevin had. This is such a long. It's it. It has all these stories. This yeah. was the night after. This was the day after. Snake Master whacked him in the eye with the cane, so Sullivan couldn't work, but we used him anyways. And so, oh, I'm pretty sure it's the same night. Well, no, no, that can't be because because Sam worked him when the ring was. No, 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 no. <clears throat> yeah, it was. It was because all they did was they came in. I I got totally worked for this because I paid Sullivan for this. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can get in the ring. And uh, and they just talked shit for like a minute to each other. And then I think uh, 
I think Sullivan hit him with a, with a Singapore cane over the head. And the one, two, three, no, neither of them did a lockup, <laughs> push, push to the ropes, did anything. <laughs> it was like, it was literally like entrance, yeah. a little gaga, a shot to the head, a pin, match over. Yeah. And, and everyone got paid. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was like, all right, he got me. Yes, he did. Yes, I forgot I about that. Sam, yeah. I wasn't paying Sam shit. It was yeah. like, thank you for showing up. Here's your like $30. Yeah, but, but Sullivan, I know Sullivan was getting like 300 bucks yeah, a day. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but whatever. I was like, it was like, you you kind of feel but bad. But all those guys, that's how they, but they're so good at that, man. Yeah. Well, he's. A, and not only are they good at doing it, they're good at doing it in a way where it makes you feel like, man, I. This was, a great, this was a great idea. Yeah. You know, where, where you're, you're totally, by the time you figured out what happened, like, You've already had a few beers with them afterwards, and you're like, ah, fuck it, I can't get mad. <laughs> well, <laughs> either that, or or they've they've somehow kind of included you in the creative yeah. on that, so that yeah. so you think it was your idea. You, you know, definitely, definitely. <laughs> oh, God, I was so smart for doing that. Yeah, uh, he's so good. I mean, all those guys, man. I, I watched uh, Dusty and Funk talk like Court Bauer and the MLW, and the, the way they changed their match around to do whatever they wanted to do. Yeah, it's just how they said things. And you were like, these are like they're masters. You defer, every- you defer to them because yeah. they've they're. All those old school guys, especially the southern guys, they're so. Well, but they also clever. They also ran, yeah, like WCW. They did, like all, both those names you just mentioned. Yeah. So you go like, well, they ran WCW. They book shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll listen to them. You know, not realizing they're just doing what's in their self. So I think the biggest benefit from 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 having the older guys around isn't so much what you get in the ring. What you get in the ring is a shadow of who they were, but their name value brings in fans, so it doesn't matter. The fans don't care. They just want to see their guys in the ring. But the real value of having those guys in the locker room is watching them work, how they interact with everyone in the back, the, the green guys, the guys they like, the guys they don't like, the promoters, how they well, talk. Well, that's the thing. If, if, if you bring someone in that's not going to be a total cancer and fuck your whole thing Yeah. Up, yeah. Yeah, and it's just because... Which is what I think they're doing in AEW a little bit when they have all these guys, these old timers that they're bringing in. I have a question. Yeah. Because I see the memes occasionally because I I have so many fucking people that I know that still watch wrestling. So I see all the memes and everything. Is there anyone in AEW who's not part of a faction? I Not really. (laughs) It's very strange. There's not just one dude who's like, no, I have no friends. (laughs) It's very strange. It's... it's, Yes, and and a lot of those factions are 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 big. Like they're, well, not... they're about to get an influx of new factions. <laughs> well, that's a that's a whole thing too. Would I you... don't I don't know how many. I don't know how many of those people he'll uh, they'll sign. The, I, Joe, if if he if wants Joe doesn't to. go to Japan, uh, well, it's, Joe, it's, Joe's it's, going it, one of two places: AEW or or NWG. And he's going to grab the. If, by the way, if he goes to Japan, he'll be champion in less than a year. It's it. Well, he could, if if the money's comparable, or the or promises are, yeah. are comparable, he's already worked at Impact. Yeah. So he's he could go back there. He was the greatest Ring of Honor champion they ever had. They still talk about it. He could go back there. He could go to Japan. He could go to AEW. That that's the guy that has four choices yeah. of what he wants to. It's like who it, it comes down to. Who do you want to work? Who, yeah. Where are they? How much money are you getting paid? If any of those are factors, yeah. if none of those are factors. Uh, yeah. I would know. think at his age and where he's at and the money he's made, I would think it'd be like, what haven't I done? It's 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 
It's the same as Cody when Cody had that checklist yeah. when he was an independent wrestler. Yeah. Remember he had that list and he was going down it? So that he put on he he like took yeah. a picture of him. Because guys of that stature, Joe, Joe's made his money. He he he's he could be comfortable walking away. It would have to be a matter of his actual it's, interest. But it's not like anywhere he goes he's not gonna get paid. Oh, exactly. Right. But like I he's never been he's never the the, the heavyweight champion in Japan. Like that and that's something that is there for him but there's but there's but you go to aew there's a lot of good matchups for him that he might be interested in plus that's there's true. A, plus there's a lot of familiar faces that's true anyone from uh kazarian and chris and, oh all his boys and christopher daniels yeah. stings there that he knows christian yeah. he was there that he yeah. knows uh he knows some of the wwe guys they've picked up you since. know it's funny it's funny the better part the the impact is still a thing somehow i don't know why everybody brings it it's uh, it's name up and promotions but that i understand that's that's like people i feel like nwa like okay cool whatever i feel like there's stuff there that might be worth watching i wouldn't know because yeah. i don't even get the channel yeah it's, it's so for me to yeah. be like oh I'll, i'm gonna go through this extra step of like watching it on an app Fuck yeah that. no don't I mean, and don't that's, that's too much i just work. i just feel putting them in the same conversation as AEW and wwe it's just it's just except that they have a partnership with AEW and they're yeah. sharing talent yeah. To a small extent, so it helps put them on a level. Which makes what I'm about to say even funnier. Okay. Because I was just like, the best parts, the things that made TNA watchable are, all are now on AEW, yeah. and now TNA has become like their farm system. Well, including, <laughs> well, one of them, but including like when Christian came, they're using his entrance music from, from TNA. TNA. That's awesome. Yeah, because I guess awesome. it was really I love this music from yeah, TNA. Yeah, I think... Captain Charisma was one of his best gimmicks. And they got a good relationship there. And, and apparently, TK doesn't uh, mind spending the money on things like that. Yeah. He licensed uh, that Jungle song for Jungle Boy. The whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. He like... Yeah. And then he just, he just licensed... Uh, God, wh- what music do they use for Sting? Oh, they have like their own. They they uh-huh. did something new for him. Is it is it good? It's all right. Oh, okay, it's all right because they got a whole production for him. Yeah, where like they have snow machines, and it's kind of like when he showed up, it was like kind of a winter is coming thing. And oh, so, okay. And so it always snows when he comes out. It's kind of cool. You know, for- and I'm not, and it's like snow, but I think it's more like soap bubbles. But like the, the it looks like it looks like the like soap foam, like detergent foam. Yeah, kinda. it like uh. But it, I guess it's supposed to resemble fake snow. I'll give Sting this. That man has been around almost 40 years. I mean, I, yeah, he's in his 60s, isn't he? And he's reinvented or, yeah. himself almost as many times as Jericho or has. Or in his 50s. I don't know. It's like... I don't know he's reinvented himself. No, but, but like he's always tried new things. Like, I'll give Sting... Like, like he's never he's never been that guy to me. But I understand... Who he is? Um, I think Sting was. I always believe Sting was at his best. His, his, his the pinnacle of Sting for me was always when he when he, when he took the belt off Flair, and and NWA. Mm-hmm. That was that was the pinnacle of Sting. Um, the 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 whole Crow Sting for me was like ah whatever blah blah blah. But I think TNA Sting probably was like his second act biggest moments. Um, he went into like a Joker phase there, didn't he? But he he tried all these new things, man. Yeah. And, and, and work the main or, event mafia stuff and was work like, or not work. Yeah. Like the guy has never rested. He's not like Hogan, who's had two things, and that's all. Right. Or but Flair. But, well, well, to Flair's credit, Flair's only needed to be one person ever, 
Well, yeah, but they, that was it. Never see the reason to change is because something is is start is starting to. But not, he doesn't need to. That's what I'm saying with Hogan or Flair or yeah. whatever. It's like you never needed. But change. with Sting, it didn't need to change either. He could have. He could have coasted, bro. It might have. It might have gotten stale, especially since his stuff. A lot of it, at yeah. least in the most re- when you're two of the things we talked about were just. Uh, stealing mm. someone else's thing, yeah. being the crow or yeah. being the Joker. Or you know whatever. his biggest problem so. was. You know what his biggest problem was. Unlike all those guys, he was rarely booked right. Rarely booked right, <laughs> which is why I think TNA was such a better run for him than a lot of his WCW stuff because the people booking it knew who the fuck they had. What's funny is I don't know what his deal is now, but he literally they and I don't know where he's living now. I thought he still lived in California, but to fly him to Jacksonville every fucking week and he's not, he'll come out and literally he w- he doesn't, he'll come out and corner for Darby, but Darby doesn't even wrestle every week, but he, uh, he a lot of times they'll bring him out to do an interview. He won't even start talking before someone interrupts and he'll just stand there and look at the guy while the guy talks to him. Doesn't really ever speak or anything. Yeah. And goes back. And I'm like, they paid him to come out and do that. And, you know, compared to some guys on that roster, he's on the other. He's on the expensive end of that. Scale. If he lives in California, I could totally see him doing this. If nothing else, just to do something, you know, just to be in the locker room, just to hang out with guys. And part mean, with, you know, he looks like a guy who enjoys being. You're, so what you're saying is he never, ever picked up a hobby in his life. I don't think so. <laughs> Remember, he and, tried acting. And I watched the movie, the one movie they made of him, and I was like, "Hey, Steve Bourne's all right. Like he's an, he's I he's it's weird. It's like he's an okay actor. He's an okay wrestler. He's okay on the mic, but for some reason, like there's this aura about him that has made him one of the top ten guys you think of when you think of professional wrestling. And it, I'm not to try. I mean, his best matches are when he's with the best guys available." And they know how to get the best out of him. Yeah. And, and he has great matches with them. He's like he's like the perfect version of, of what Luger should have been. Um, Because if Luger could have just had great matches when when he worked great guys, he would have been somebody. Well, it's, it it's, it's funny why you say he was booked improperly then. I think most of after he stopped being the bleach blonde... I think WCW. I, I think they created so much mystique around him that yeah. it's to this day. Oh yeah. So I don't think initially he was properly. Initially, but well, like, no, initially, it, it's still to this day. I, I think I, I honestly believe. I honestly believe. But it's not. It's not his fault. It's nobody's fault. It's just the product of who you had run making all the calls in the in the uh, the back and the politics involved and how I think the NWO. It's the concept of it. Really, kind of internally destroyed WCW in the end, but uh, he was great up until after the whole Hogan deal, and they were like, "Okay, what's the next thing now?" And then it was just a mismatch of here, there, you know. Well, then he joined the NWO. Oh God, damn it! I fucking hate it. Wolfpack for life. I hated. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll say it on the podcast. Controversial. I fucking hated NWO. Because I really, really, really felt it was lazy. I felt that it, after, after, after the faction split, I went, "All right, 
I'm dope. I'm out. And that's kind of when I stopped yeah, watching but, WCW. Yeah, but you could you could sell two different colored T-shirts. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it was so fucking stupid. I, I don't know. I loved all of it. I, I stopped watching. That's that's when I became a WWF guy. I was just like, okay, they're going to start with this nonsense. I can't watch this. I can't. Now, in the Latino World Order, which actually I thought was the best of the, of the three, because it was just all the Latin guys just having a fucking blast because, hey, we get TV time. <laughs> yeah, well, the, and they could entertain. Hoovy! <laughs> Those... What was it? Who, Humanitude, uh, Eddie, Eddie, and was it super crazy? No, it wasn't no. super crazy. Uh, psychosis, maybe. Was it psychosis? And uh, it, why was I say El Gigante? Maybe El Gigante. No, I don't no, know. No, no, no. It was those three, I think. I don't think. I there think were there more. was a fourth, but I can't remember. But still, dude, just Hoovy and Eddie on the mic. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Name two more charismatic people. Okay. <laughs> No, Latino World Order made it fun for a while. And then they had another one I can't remember. It just got crazy after a while. I, I, I can't. Well, they brought the Blue World, World That's Order right, when Blue. they bought it, when they bought ECW. They ended up. Oh, WWE did. Yeah, um, yeah it's a little yeah. later. But that's still whatever. Isn't it crazy Blue Meanie had a full wrestling career? He had a WWE contract for. Oh, weird. For like more than. F- longer than a lot of people I did. occasionally think back and I'm just like all these ECW guys who had no business getting these fucking WWE short term contracts I'm a good bless them good for them but it's like man and then the ones that did get it and fucked it up like Sabu yeah I mean Sabu had that fucking crazy look that that worked well at the time because you would just but he was a, so much different from it just he else. was like a fucking lunatic he was just like yeah <laughs> he was like a walking collection of stars it was great <laughs> I mean, we always go back to we always like what was that Batman villain that had all the miss was it Mister Zaz or something like that? something like that? that every time he killed someone, he put yeah. a little hash mark on himself. And, and I that's have, what Sabu looked like. And I have so many, so many backstage Sabu stories. That man, he's just like it was just insane to me. Well, was it was were you, was it at the same show that Anthony was telling me about? Where no, that's were, one. That's where one they of were many putting the. The food into the yeah. Ziploc baggies or whatever. Yeah, to take it home. No, no, no. That was the, catering. That was just the that was the last one because that's the last time I've seen no, him. I'm, I'm I know. Every I'm just time. asking if you were if that was the show you and Anthony. Were how about on the how about the table? The second MLW show where I was doing security around the ring, um, at the War Memorial, and after the show, still love those shows so much. It's some of the best wrestling shows I ever saw. And I got to like the sit, original MLW, yeah. not whatever they're doing now. Oh no, 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 no! I'm mean, the yeah, 2004 MLW when they had, when they would never have booked a Barrington yeah. Hughes. Never. What? We're, we're, listen, man, there, there's no sense of un, un holding back here. Yeah. Um, I love Barrington. I have no, I have no heat with him. What the fuck is he doing on fucking TV? Um, but uh, no, it was uh, um, it was great because after the show, I'm taking the ring down. And uh, I had my friend Dave with me, and and we uh, I got him I got him the security gig too. So we're 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 t- Dave Dave yeah Dave Dave. He comes up to me and he's like he's like Merle, uh, we have a problem. And I'm like Dave, what? Sabu's looking for his tooth. I'm like what? <laughs> he goes, well, he's coming over. He's coming over. I'm like, what are you talking about? Turn around and and, and here comes Sabu. He's like, hi. Have you seen my tooth? Like, uh, I'm sorry, sir. He's like, I lost my tooth during my match. 
<laughs> I forgot who he worked, but you know, it's a fucking Sabu match. They're all the same. And I was like, uh, I'll, I'll help you look. I mean, you're talking after an MLW show, Ben. You know what the floor looks like. Right. Like, okay. Yeah, we'll try to find one little tiny little white or white-ish tooth. <laughs> um, I think we looked for like three minutes. And finally, Dave was like, Mr. Sabu, I think someone has already put your tooth on eBay. I don't think we're going to find your tooth. <laughs> He's like, yeah, all right. And just wanders away. Doesn't say nothing, nothing, nothing. Just just like every time and every experience I've ever had with, with Sabu, he always seems to be somewhere else. And whenever you have a conversation with him, he's got to detach himself from that place to quickly talk to you and then go back to whatever it was or whatever it is. Mentally. Even. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a weird dude, man. But I mean, super cool. Always, you know, shook my hand. Always, you know, if you spoke to him, he... He answered you back. I mean, he, he was super cool. I never. Well, you had, never. But I, you, you weren't. You were in a position where. Yeah, I he, never. It didn't. You weren't a. You weren't a promoter that was. Uh, yeah. Paying him to work. But so after, but I'm sure but, that was. A but like, story. but like, fifteen years later, I can honestly say, like, going back, I was like, oh, he's totally a guy that just he's he's gonna be there. He's gonna. What am I doing? Okay, cool. And then he doesn't think anymore. He just does drugs. Uh, I guess allegedly, allegedly, yeah. Um, he just does drugs. He wanders around, has conversations with the boys, goes does his thing, and but he's like he's just super kind of like chill, you know. Uh, there's a lot of guys um that are just like really chill, like RVD when he showed up for the first Ronin show. He was so chill that he didn't even remember where the fuck he was. That man, that man was on so many drugs, <laughs> um, or a lot of one drug. No, I, I came to find out later it was it was a concoction because remember my wife was his handler, so so we remember I wasn't there I wasn't invited to that stuff. Oh, that's right. I was I, by that point I was. Oh, uh, that's right. You were you were you were public enemy number I one. I was I was a poster of Do yeah. Not Admit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I just remember having a full conversation with RVD, um, and walking away going like. Nothing happened there. Like, we talked, but I'm not even sure if he registered where he is right now. Because it was cool. And then here's here's the funny part. When I went up and shook his hand, he's like, hey, man, nice seeing you again, bro. Nice seeing you again. You look good. You look good, man. You look good. Mm-hmm. And walked off. And I'm like, this is, sure is the first time I've ever shook Rob Van Dam's hand. Are you sure? I, he said it in such a way where I wasn't. <laughs> where I was just like, wait. Um, did, have we met? Yeah. And, and then I realized, I realized like an hour or two later, it's like, oh, oh, he, ha- he has that conversation all the time. <laughs> I think it's so funny. It's so, it's so funny that, uh, we didn't know each other back then, but we were like in the same building yeah. at the same time, probably, probably fucking at one point may have even like bumped into each other accidentally or had a conversation. Oh, 100%. Or whatever. 100%. I just <laughs> I remember we had a very brief conversation at the old uh comic store. It was really brief. And it it was one of those th- it was so brief at, at at Mike's? Yes. Yeah. But it was like very very it was like, "Hey, how you doing?" He introduced us and that was it. And then I wandered off with him wherever yeah. the fuck he was going and that was that. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. 
I slapped the mic. <laughs> well then, well then, I see. I don't even remember that one. But it was very brief. The I just, I just the only thing it. I because I know you guys were were you wrestling that day? I think so. Okay, or I don't know if you were just there. But yeah. uh, I uh, I remember the day that we had we had matches out in the parking lot. Oh and, my uh, god, those were so terrible. I just remember walking in on Chuck changing in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> And being like, being like, come on, just just lock the fucking door, guys. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I, I that's the only. I mean, I remember. Uh, I think I remember Leva was there wrestling. She did like a. I think she was doing her Freddy Krueger outfit or something. Yeah, it yeah. was like a Halloween show. Yeah, I think I don't know, but uh, I remember him. I think I remember. I think I think Jude was there, and Beast we knew. Uh. But uh, yeah, that was my that was the first. Uh, so I'm sure that I I that might have been the date I talked to you. Yeah, I think they did wrestling there twice though. Uh, I can. I but can. I remember talking to you. Uh, the first time I remember having a conversation with you, like yeah. a real one, was when I was working the booth for Mike at Supercon. I told you this already. Yeah. And you were like, you Broder had given you like a, a table right a across, table right across. Yeah. So we were we were yeah. talking a little bit. Yeah. That's right, but you weren't you, but you weren't living here at the time. Was the that day. was actually that was me selling a bunch of shit to move to uh, Texas or something? No, no, right? no, Lakeland. That's when I moved to Lakeland. That was two thousand nine. So yeah, that's that's that. But was, you were, weren't you living in Texas for a short stint, and wasn't that when that was later on? That was later on. <laughs> Mike was giving you shit, yeah. for not being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was that was two thousand like eleven or yeah. two thousand twelve. One of those two. And then when you moved back from that, yeah. was when you and I started working on the yeah, shows because, together. Yeah, because because that that the that was the show that uh, the one I didn't go to, the one I didn't do was the one that Lou Specter ran, and then the next show was he had given it to Anthony. And you, it was yeah. Anthony or Anthony asked you, I, you know that. It was me and Anthony. Okay, you and Anthony. Me and AJ. Yeah. And, and then that's where we met because Mike's like, hey, listen, you know, help these guys out. And I knew Tommy, so I'm like, yeah, of course I'll help Tommy. And oh, wow, I say it now, it's like, oh, yeah, how many people still know him as Tommy Vandal? Right. <laughs> but I was like. Well, he refers to uh, sometimes to the old Vandal days, yeah. but I don't think he ever refers to his actual gimmick name yeah. too often so so it's like yeah, he'll sure. just call eric vandal yeah <laughs> so it's like yeah i'll definitely help anthony out and uh and and, and we we had met that previous uh two years ago so i remembered you so it's like yeah we, we we're cool and then yeah that's when the whole fucking journey started <laughs> i i think was that the year i wrestled jim logan i don't know i honestly that year that year, I was doing double duty, so I don't remember anything. <laughs> I was literally podcasting all day with Jenny upstairs. Oh, oh that's right. That's- we would do like eight hours. We would do the whole con. We were live, and we would cycle the guests in and out. How and did that just- happen? I mean, how'd that go for you? Eight fucking hours, man. It was a long time. These were yeah. long. It was like all fucking day. And then, we would, and then I would run downstairs to yeah. kind of help aj with the wrestling a little bit but aj had basically we had just booked everybody that yeah it was it was before i got really involved so it wasn't and aj's such a lazy piece of shit <laughs> so it was mostly just like all right slap two random people together yeah. you're gonna just wrestle for 10 minutes blah 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 
Uh, and I sat there and ran like the the music and and kind of r- did a lot of cat wrangling and stuff. I can't remember what show that was because I know I worked it, but I can't fucking recall what I did. Yeah, I don't remember you there at all. I remember when I remember when we were talking to go in the hood slam uh, when um, when uh, that year with Sam where we really got to know him. And he, you know, yeah, come on out kind of thing. And I remember going like, I can't wear the Cobra uh, Commander costume in fucking Oakland. I'll never get the weed smell out of it. <laughs> like, it'll be a permanent fixture. I'll just walk around as like High Man or some shit. I don't fucking know. Because like the Hood Slam shows were known for like a cloud of marijuana. Oh, <laughs> fucking yeah, building. in Oakland it was for legal. So yeah, for 20 friendly shows. I remember doing, uh, I remember doing Dragon Gate. I mean, they had characters and on that, on the shows yeah. that were like weed related. Yeah. It was Drugs Bunny yeah. and the Stoner Brothers were two I, characters that were. I, yeah. I did Dragon Gate in that building, which was uh, uh, the Opera House or something. No, 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 no. Well, it probably one of the locations, but the other one was Spanky School, Brian Kendrick School. Mm-hmm. So we did Dragon Gate in that school at like two or three p.m. But the <laughs> night before was a. A hood slam show, Ben. I kid you not. I may have gotten a contact high in that building simply by just being in there 24, 12 hours afterwards. Kendrick did a lot of those shows. I remember yeah. him on the posters. The, my favorite Brian Kendrick story is that show. He started drinking when it started, <laughs> and at the end of the show, he had to do a run out, a run in on Gargano. Because Gargano had that uh, no ropes match with, um, oh my god, the one the other half of the Dark City Fight Club, um, not Corey Chavis, his partner, John Davis, right, and that was the match where they had us sitting ringside after our matches to fill up the crowd because only like a hundred people in their building can't fit that many fucking people at least sitting, so. Halfway through that match, they set up a uh, uh, ladder between the entrance and the ring. It was very short. And Corey Chavis was going to shoot Gargano and do his finisher on the thing. But when he went to do it, Gargano's feet kicked the ladder. And the ladder was about to like kick out of place. And the way that it would have hit, like, dude... It, Gargano would have been fucked up. And the second I saw it happen, I just threw my foot out and caught the rung underneath and held it in place so they could do the spot. Real sly, like I was just like, eh. And they did the spot and I immediately removed my foot the second they hit. So it's like no one knew, but like I just remember my head going like that would have been real bad because like Gargano would have probably landed like neck first on the edge of the fucking ladder as it was being kicked out. Oh, dude. One day you'll have to run into him and tell him how you saved his life. He's like, and it's just one of those things like they didn't know. They didn't see it. It was just, I, it was like, and because, and because it was like anybody that hadn't been in the wrestling business would never have known or even thought to do it. But I saw the spot as it was happening and it, it was just this real quick reflex. I just remember because I looked right over at Bobby, who was sitting right next to me. Bobby, I think I just saved Gargano's life. <laughs> but then Kendrick came out and he was toasted. Because I remember after our match in the locker room, you know, I shook his hand and thanked him for the opportunity. And I was just like, oh, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> 
dude. He and there was no ropes, so you know uh, his finisher was he ran up the ropes and he it was called the sliced bread. Yeah, he ran up the ropes, flipped around you, and you took like a, a back bump. He did it right up the post, no ropes, like a fucking. I mean, like 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 a fucking uh uh like an Olympic a uh, gymnast, like hit it perfect, cut a perfect promo and walked out. I'm like, like what the fuck? Like he was so drunk, he was stumbling backstage. Never have known. You would never have known. That's a real pro. And that's like Terry Funk. I remember Terry Funk before MLW shows. Man, that poor guy was just like. Barely move. Why, why, why you keep booking him? Yeah. I love Terry Funk. I don't want to see this man who's dead set on dying in a wrestling ring die in a ring while I'm there. I don't want to see it. But that curtain would open. And I, tr- then- I tried to get a bloody towel from after that that firebrand match. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> was that a War Games thing? It was a War with Games. The, with the cage and the, the, the brand was on yeah. fire. And someone got bloody. I think it was oh, Terry. Man. And there was it's a, always a blood-soaked towel there. I was like, that would that might be good once it dries yeah. out on eBay. <laughs> I tried to get it, and I couldn't. Him, get it. Dusty, and Carino had that barbed wire ropes match, and I remember. I got photos from that. I remember setting those those. Uh, I was part of the crew setting those fucking ropes up, and I remember as we're doing it. It took. Fo- I remember it took forty five fucking minutes. Hey, dude, and, and it's so funny. You were one of the guys. Doing I was one of the guys. It's doing so it. funny because I'm sitting there second row watching uh, watching these Mama yeah. Luke's doing it. Going, God, it's taking I, so. And, and I was long. so young, but the, it was real barbed yeah, wire, right? I, I, oh my god, I mean, that's why you guys. Dude, were- well, here's the thing. Like, I'm sitting up and I'm trying to tell the guy. I'm like, there's an easier way to do this, but I'm in no position because right. they have the one way they do it. And I'm like, but if we just did it, I, like, I think I tried to say something. He goes, I got this. And I'm like, okay, all right. I, I think I was the guy holding the, the reel, mm-hmm. and we were just reeling it around. Yeah, it was real fucking barbed wire Um, because yeah. I got cut a few times. Yeah. We were in big, heavy gloves, but it got cut on my arms and shit. Yeah. And then cutting that shit out after. Oh, my God, man. I remember uh, my, first re- my first reaction in front of a live crowd was after, remember the show where Fonzie threw the water bottle into the light? No, but... I may not have been at that one. Okay, so I wasn't at like the first one or so. Two. He was cutting a promo with Sabu. He th- or oh, he's cut Sabu did the water bottle, threw it up. It got into one of the lights ab- above, and and we're talking like twenty feet in the fucking air. Like there was and a- it's like a it's like nine lights. It's like a grid of like nine big big giant hot, lights. Yeah, one of those super yeah. hot bulbs. The water hit the light. The light shattered. Mm-hmm. Fell down onto Fonzie's face. You didn't get so all this hot, sharp glass. Yes, you didn't really get to see the the crowd. Didn't get to see it because they they it was towards the end of the promo. They cut it home and he left. But bro, he was head to toe covered in blood when I saw him. Wow! And they're trying to to to, to patch him up and shit. And I went out and did all, and I had to sweep. They're like, they're like, you got to sweep their glass. It's a fucking wrestling canvas. Yeah. And, and this is like second or third fucking thing out there that night. Like, you've got to sweep it real good. So I'm out there the sweep. And you know the old ECW, uh, the, the, the the whole sweep chance and all that yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it got to be me. I was I was so happy. I I was I had a smile ear that to is, ear. It's probably hard to get that out of, like, Bro, canvas, huh? We, one of the guys probably got 15 minutes it took me and wow. another guy. And I'm sitting there and being in the trades world. I know how to finally sweep because in, in, in when you first, when, when you got to be a little careful, you can't like f- 
also sweeping it, you can't. There's ways to sweep it where you can be flinging it into the third. Exactly. Row so too. you have to you have to like really short, quick brush strokes, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. have to go little by little, incrementally. And we got it. And then I and then as I and then they made me uh, uh, um, clean the ropes. So as I went to I, I remember that with the guy running in. That was me. <laughs> that was me. And uh, dude, I can't begin to tell. It's probably some of the most fun I ever had in a wrestling ring because I was getting a reaction for doing literally nothing. Right. <laughs> but I was facilitating the ring to be ready for the next match. So I was the hero. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> But yeah, that that was a uh, oh Fonzie. Ooh. Hey Daddy, hey Daddy, yeah, Daddy oh, Daddy oh, fucking carny motherfucker. I love that guy. <laughs> Those are, I think my most of my favorite shows are in that building. That I know that Fort Lauderdale War Memorial, which is why it was those like, old ECW shows. This was so important. It was so important for me to re- wrestle in that building, and I'm glad I got to work a full match before I was banned. <laughs> I don't know if that's a story we've told or we'll hold on to. Or, I mean, other than just the fact that you technically got fired in the ring. I did get right fired after in the your ring. match. I did get fired in the ring right after my match, and uh, but you, I don't think at that moment you realized that that was a uh, that you were legit. Oh no, 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 no! At, at that time, fired. at the time, I was baffled by what was happening <laughs> until some until. People were sent out to tell you you got to go. <laughs> no, no one ever. That Drew was, and stuff, right? But I didn't know. Drew didn't know. Remember, we we okay. So I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but I don't, I don't think so. Let's just, let's just. Okay, so the so the end of Ronan, at least my end of Ronan run, which was a very short run. Ronan was is. A promotion. As far as I'm concerned, Ronan began and started with my involvement. Anything afterwards is just. It began and ended. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and began and started is kind of the same. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Began and ended with with me, <laughs> um, and, and everything is that the few things that have happened since were just. Well, I wouldn't say few things. No, it's no, the, there years was... and years of shows. Yeah, yeah. None of them were any good. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, you came back and did one of them. And that show, for the most part, other than Drew's involvement, wasn't very good. Mm, it good. was so bad it drove Bruce Santee to start drinking again. Yeah, but yes, <laughs> that, that is an irrefutable fact. That and and it cost Trevor a lot of money. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I had an agree uh, disagreement with the uh, promoter. Um, I had agreed to do this one last match, and then I was going to be done with Ronan. I was going to concentrate and just run the cosplay side. But the the show beforehand, the the there was a convention 2 weeks before the show. The uh FSCW had been taken away from me. Um for uh reasons I will never be clear on. So I was just going to do this show, and I was going to walk away for a while. I was gonna. I was like, you know what? We all need a break and figure out what's going on. We had a. There was a segment we were going to do. I was wrestling Johnny Vandal. I'd set up. We'd been setting this match up for months. Um. And quick note: Broder fought me the entire time about it. Why do you want to wrestle Johnny Vandal? He's a nobody. You should be wrestling somebody's. Um. And I would be like, well, that's really disrespectful to to Mister Vandal, who's. Been to Japan is you know 
you know, kind of wrestled around the world, like, legitimately. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of disrespectful. But I really believe what this is happening. You should trust me on this. And uh, obviously he never did. Jo- Johnny and probably had done something that upset Mike or something like that. There was probably no, some reason Mike no. did. I, I feel like there was something. Oh, maybe something I'm not aware of? Yeah, something yeah. in the past. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it was. Yeah. I can't imagine because at that point, because at that point you had been gone and Johnny had fully bought into what we were doing. Had, maybe it was the him and Derek match at FS at, at, I, at I Miami. Think it, was, it might even be before that. Uh, it may have been one of those guys that uh, that Broder didn't understand why we were still using because there had been like some minor issue or hiccup. Or yeah. Something. For yeah. whatever reason, though. And uh, I get there that day. They they moved my match from where from where we had booked it to from I think it was sub main um, to uh, right before intermission intermission no was it right before or right after intermission one of the two and uh, he had brought Raven on to run the show and all Raven was interested in doing was collecting a paycheck <laughs> yeah because I had a long talk with him about the whole thing I'm like hey man. Boo, 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 this. Oh, they put a promo before my match while we we both get in the ring. So basically what they had done is, and I'll credit Mike for this, and, and I know he didn't come up with this on his own. He had his, uh, his flunkies helping him book this. But Mike had booked this match in a way where Johnny and I were a total afterthought. Like, like as a giant fuck you, it was a real smart move because he fucked us on paper. Um... And uh, I telling Raven all this stuff, and and I remember because Drew was sitting right there because him and Drew were talking, and because Drew was working, Drew worked uh, Lashley that night. Yeah, that's also the night where I tried to do a shot of uh, pre workout without uh, a, a scoop, a yeah. scoop of pre workout without water because I saw Lashley do it. I'm like, I could do it. Uh, <laughs> quick, quick story. I couldn't. It was yeah. a, it ended poorly. <laughs> I don't know where, where what a uh, funhouse mirror you were looking in that thought you were dude, I, cut from the same cloth. No, as no, Bobby Lashley. Bobby but, Lashley's a uh, unicorn, sir. Yeah, still is. <laughs> so I'm telling Raven all this stuff. I'm like, hey, bro, this doesn't make sense here. He looks me dead in the eyes and was like, he's like, you know what, man? I agree with you 100. percent You're right, but. I'm paid to put what's on paper out there, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, fucking fair enough, because I could tell in that very short interaction, he didn't even want to fucking be there. Mike, however, is paying him probably full rate, so he's like, I'm not turning down a, pay- a payday. Like, I'm sure if, if Mike had called him, like, hey, it's a favor, Raven, like, nah, I can't, I can't, not as a favor, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Mike definitely, because I think Mike spent like 60 grand on that show. I don't know. I think that was the number sixty. It was. It was, remember just the building, just just to walk into the building and put a wrestling ring on and have a show was like twelve. It was. It was ten or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, that so, building's expensive. So it's I, hard to. It's hard to. Even if you sell it out. Yeah, it's, it's hard to make your money back because of the people you're paying. And the price points mm. of wrestling tickets, it's really hard to make. MLW made the you money. You have to have serious merchandise. Yeah. A- 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 MLW made the money because they had the merch. They had the videos. Yeah. They had all that stuff. So they were 
they were videos were a huge way oh yeah huge help back in the day yeah that dvd sales were everything back then um so i I just remember like okay cool but i know it's my last night um and i'm just like you know what i'm not gonna ruffle any feathers but i am gonna have the match i'm gonna have um and uh who's gonna yell at me who's gonna fire i don't give a fuck you were you were yeah you were i was free yeah. So I told Johnny that, and I was like, Johnny, as long as you're okay with this, and Johnny didn't give a fuck, because he, he, he's half the reason I even did the match, because I was done. Yeah, no, these guys weren't excited to work for Broder. No, no. We had, you and I had built the relationships with these yeah. people. Um, we had a... All, all, only thing that got them excited was him opening up the wallet. Yeah. Before, before, uh, before the show, the last... My last moment was the uh, the Ronin uh, two show two weeks prior with the Joey Bricko incident with Agony. Yeah, and that's that's the moment where I decided to leave when Mike took that piece of shit's fucking uh, uh, word over mine, mm-hmm. and I went, "This dude you just met, you just met, he takes presence over my word." I'd known Mike what ten years at that point. Probably. I mean, I mean, it was you know, I mean for 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 people that knew and befriended Mike Broder, there's there's a, you know, there's a cycle. <laughs> there is a cycle. There's a cycle. I've been through that wash, rinse, repeat cycle twice. And I and, and I went through it. I would. I mean, listen. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm not totally at fault. Yeah. But uh, you know. But uh, so, and I remember that. And I remember that mo- the next morning, I woke up at like eight in the morning. I and, and I had I had hurt my back um, a few weeks prior to that. Um, I forgot what I forgot what it was, but I hurt my back. I don't know if it was working out match prior. I couldn't remember what it was. And he had gotten mad at me because I was supposed to work Coca Cabana, but I'm like, Mike, I can't do that match. I was like, I gotta like if I'm gonna work one match this year, it's gonna be War Memorial. I'm not working cold, getting hurt, and then not being able to work. War Memorial was important to me. I wanted to work in that building. It was I, so many memories are at the War Memorial Auditorium, and so many great wrestling memories. So I wanted to be one of them, and I ended up just not in the fashion that I was hoping. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he fought me over that, but but he also booked Colt without talking to me or i suppose one day we should go really in the deep dive about that and we will um but yeah it was it was a big point of contention by the time we came to the by the time we came to the war memorial building mike and i were supposed to do a uh in-ring segment after this after the the match i got to the building and and i and, and it was the first time i'd seen him in two weeks but i was really like hey mike listen i'm here just to do my thing man no, 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 nothing. No heat, no nothing. Just let's get through tonight. And he agreed. We actually had a, a decent interaction. I felt good afterwards, you know. Sandy, not so much. But then again, at that point, I could give a fuck about her. So didn't bother me. Um, But we had on the paper this interaction. And I'm like, listen, are we still doing this? Because maybe Johnny and I should just do our match and call it and he goes i'm sick i i and i don't want to do it and i'm like okay cool plus he's probably like also at that point 
like realizing this show's gonna financially be a huge yeah fucking disaster. Yeah. His mind, him. his mind is, and it's only because we know him. His mind isn't even really with what's happened. He's, he's having a Sabu moment. Yes, he's crunching numbers and he's not liking what he sees. Yeah. So, and 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 if you've worked with him long enough, especially with the conventions, you you understand like right off the bat when he looks at you, you're like, oh, okay, I know who I'm dealing with here. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, because because. There's a couple different versions of Mike Broder, and one of them, the the convention Mike Broder, you just nice short right. What, what what needs to be done? Okay, cool. We'll do the pleasantries later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, all right, cool with that. I, we were both on the same page. Um, and uh, when Johnny came to the building, I I showed him everything, and and he was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I know, man. I'm like, but this is what my thought is, Johnny. My thought is, um, let's get with uh, Eddie. Who was supposed to cut the promo? Let's cut that promo in half. Uh, and then I, I, was, I think I pearl harbored him right off the bat. Um, uh, for those who don't know, I was like, the second that promo was over, I attacked him from behind. We went straight into the match hot. Uh, Bruce was the ref who was in on everything too. And I don't know what the probably fin- begging to take a bump and cut himself open. Oh, 100%. percent, a hundred, yeah. always, always. Always, Bruce is going to be uh, 92 years old. And he's going to want to take a top rope fucking pile driver through a fucking flaming table. Especially glass. since neither of you had headgear you could put on. Yeah. <laughs> he had this, uh, he had this uh, tradition of anyone that had anything that they wore on their head. Yeah. Uh, if it came off in the match, uh, he would find a way to put it on. I think at some point, if FSCW had lasted another couple shows, we'd have made a, a Cobra mask for him to wear at some point. We'd have made that a short term, uh, one one show or two show gimmick, um, because Bruce is always down for that kind of stuff. So our match comes up, we go out there, and the match before us was like a four five man uh hardcore match. It had fucking just incredible who was not incredible shape, I would say mentally or physically, um, just the payday to keep the lights on. Uh, anyway. At some point in that match, they broke the ring. Um, one of the boards. One of the boards that I had begged Mike to fix at the first Ronin show. But we were trying to save costs at first. Like the first Ronin show was run on a budget. And then everything afterwards was what it became. I can't speak to because I didn't have my direct involvement ended after I was told how fantastic of a job I was doing. And then, uh, then yeah, my responsibilities just kept slowly being removed away for whatever reason. I just love that. I, I take pride in the fact that you and I ran a better fucking set of shows on zero money. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, once we're fired, yeah. the fucking wallets are opened up. And everything gets progressively worse. Yeah. So we go out there. We see the soft spot in the ring. So I, I point it out. I tell Bruce to point it out to, to Johnny. We all understand him. That comes into play. We go out there. I think Johnny and I had a. I think we had a good match. I really do. I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a good match, and I'm, I'm I'm happy for it. Halfway through the match, we're we're starting to get ready to, to get to the ending sequences. He comes off the top with a. Uh, he comes off the top with a. Uh, crossbody i catch him roll through pick him up to do a death valley driver except my foot lands my my plant foot lands right in the hole 
in the ring. Right, where the where there's missing broken, where the rotten wood has uh, broken and. Two months prior to this, I'd hurt my back. Didn't wrestle Cole Cabana because of hurt back, so I could do this match. Johnny's not a small person. Boom, boom, Cole Cabana. (laughs) Johnny's not a small person, but he's not a big person. He just how happened. He's about what a buck eighty. 85 back then or now <laughs> yeah back then now he's fucking jacked as fuck yeah he's probably a lot leaner though i don't know i don't know um but he was always lean yeah yeah he, johnny's always been in fantastic shape but uh i stepped in a bad spot and and i can tell you i gave it everything i had but we fell over <laughs> <laughs> I just I couldn't do I could I had no Can't balance. Do it on one foot. I couldn't do it on one foot. Yeah. Um. I tried so I might have like there might have been a moment where we were just paused, and I'm just like I'm not like yelling or exerting, but I'm concentrating as hard as I could. But I I couldn't hold it. You know what I'm just thinking of before we get any more of this. What? Since you've since you went and and did the hug scene around the world. Maybe, uh, and this is so inside that nobody's going to get it. No. Maybe you should pick up communication with Trevor and ask if he has access. I, don't they have access to all that old footage? Eric has access to all that footage. Get that fucking match. And we should just do uh, we should do commentary mm-hmm. from beginning of that match to the end of the promo. Oh, yeah. We should just get our hands on that. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll reach out. I'll yeah. reach out. I'll see what, what can be done. Yeah, um, I just I think yeah. that'd be a fantastic thing to like uh, talk about. So, I, we follow while we watch it because yeah. I don't. I've never seen yeah. it. I was uh I was at home. That's right. Not knowing you were going to call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be looking at the watch, going, "That show should still be going on. Why yeah. is he calling yeah. me?" And uh, <laughs> um, and uh, we fell over. I I think I covered the best we could. Um, and uh, we ended up going. So the finish was. The finish was they wanted Johnny. They wanted Johnny to uh, hit me with his finish. For a very strong one, two, three. That was what was on the on the the books, and Johnny wasn't cool with it, and I wasn't gonna do it. So I went for my finisher at the time. I used the I used a standing uh, Steiner screwdriver. Um, which is one of my most I just. I'm impressed that I was able to do that on a consistent basis to people safely. <laughs> I was proud that I was able to pull that shit off, um, which is basically a, a standing suplex straight into a pile driver. It's impressive. I suggest you look it up and go, ooh, yeah. My favorite ones I gave Leva, that no one capitalized off that shit. Right, at the height of, blue her, pants. Blue, of her being blue pants. Yeah. Like at the height. Yeah. They didn't like just isolate that clip yeah. and put it online over and over and over again. And it was picture perfect. Yeah. It's the best one I ever hit. Other actually, uh, the one I hit Priscilla with was I, I, I guess I, I guess I beat up on I women love, the best. I, <laughs> I, I was gonna say this theme of victimizing women is coming clear here all of a sudden. Um So I go for the screwdriver, he reverses it into a small package. We pulled it off perfectly. One two three kick out um match is over the crowd go the the the, the crowd reacts and the second johnny turns around i think i blast him hit him quickly with the screwdriver bruce and i get in the face i blast bruce so he gets to take his bump yeah 
Um, I get all the reaction in the world because at this point, I've got this weird, like, this weird, like, like I'm 100% the asshole heel, but they 100% don't care. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because of the, th- it's like, I don't like Austin-ish kind of, where it's just like, oh yeah, because you and the owner, fuck him kind of thing. I don't know. I can't ever explain it. People love me. Um, I go to leave. But you'd had that. You'd had that going for, yeah, for a while. while. And just in yeah. the, in yeah. whatever independent scene there was in yeah. South Florida. I, I go to leave the ring because the match is over. And I, we talked about everything beforehand. I give it no thought whatsoever. Right. Because you just said, we're not doing yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, no thought. I'm about to leave. And I hear, prime, prime. I look over. There's Broder with a microphone in his hand by the, uh, the ring announcers. And I'm like, what? And we're live. So I can't give it too much thought. He wasn't. I thought he was on the ring apron. No, he was on the ring apron. He was. He was standing. He was standing by the. He was. You know. I thought he was leaning on the ropes. No, he was leaning on the on the on the ring apron. Oh, okay. He wasn't on at on the ring yet. Oh, oh, he eventually got up. He eventually okay, got okay. up to the ring. So he handed me the mic, and. Uh, well, did he say something first, or did he handed it to you first? He just no. He just he never aged me anything. Um, he just handed me the mic, and I'm like, I, I guess we're doing this. So he waits, which is even more confusing. So you're ready to leave. I'm ready to leave. I'm. I, hold on, hold on, I, hold on. I think. Hold on, hold on. My foot was out of the ropes. He, I think I was on my way. He calls your name, doesn't say anything else, hands you the mic. Yeah, that's weird. It was. That's weird. Because I remember, I remember distinctly, just kind of looking at him. But live crowd, that match just happened. Right. I can't give this too much thought. But it's it's just weird that like yeah. that, that's yeah. the exchange. Yeah. So it's he, like you're leaving. Yeah. Hey, come here. Yeah. Says nothing else. No. Nope. And hands you the mic. He hands me the like, mic. Like at least engage the conversation first because you're yeah. leaving. So I'm. Why would you call? Why would he call you over? I God, yeah. So it so then call you over to be like here you st- and, 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 here shit on me. Yeah, and for everybody who's anybody who listens who who knows Mike because they were you guys did like a promo or two that went on the internet. Yeah, shit talking. Oh each yeah, other. we've been doing it for months. You had created like friction between you and Mike. Hundred percent that people were aware of. Yep. So why would he call you over and then just hand you the mic before saying anything uh-huh. first? And, and for anybody out there Fucking that knows dumb. his side of the story and may want to defend him. And to his to his defense, the match is over. I'm ready to leave. We're a live crowd. I don't know what's happening. He may very well may have said something to me. Ah, okay. And maybe I didn't even like. This is why we need the footage. Register it. Because, I'd love to see it. Yeah, because you have to remember the big thing. The big thing is he tells that him and Sandy told people was they couldn't figure out how I got a microphone. And there's footage of him handed me one. Yeah. But how yeah, did this, Prime get the microphone? This is this is weird. Yeah, the only footage I've seen is of uh, the Al's girlfriend. Al's girlfriend yeah. took from like you know the nosebleed seats. Yeah, it's the same footage I've seen, which is just you know and him saying you're fired and blah blah, and you talking about purse, so purses and balls. And I have stuff. the my uh, I have the microphone in my hand. I don't know what's happening, but I know what I have to do. Yeah, I because if we're gonna do this. Okay, we'll do this. And what are the best promos? The best promos are the promos you mean the most. And I was so frustrated. I was so angry about everything, about the way that I had felt like I had done this thing where they had gone out of their way, by the way, to tell me how well this thing was that I did. I've always done right by I have always done right by Mike. 
and we've known each other for so long that I was so disappointed at this point that I was happy not to do this moment because I knew what would happen when a microphone in my hand and what I was worried about came to fruition because a microphone went in my hand and I went off. I don't remember everything I said, but I know I torched Sandy and I know I torched Mike. Um, and there's the couple famous sayings about, hey, why you you know, wife give you your balls for two seconds so you could be a real man or whatever the fuck I said. I don't know. I called her a ginger cunt. I did all kinds of fucking shit. I I don't know if you did that publicly, did you? I think I did, Ben. Oh, <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> we really need this footage. <laughs> I think I did. I I think Eric that, is getting a reach. I think I had my Shane Douglas moment. <laughs> And I just didn't realize I had it until many years, till after the fact. Um, and I invited him in the ring, and Lou comes to get in the ring. Ellie, who is his uh, his bodyguard, uh, uh, old ex-Israeli special forces, and uh, all around uh, walking know, PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> he goes to get in the ring with Mike, and I'm sitting back going like. All right, what is happening? Because nothing that because this is not even what we talked about. So he gets the mic and he does, and I think it's very sure. I think it's just the, hey, you're fired, and and I just take that as my my cue to leave, and I think I robbed the crowd or I don't know what I said afterwards. Um, but like as I'm leaving, um, I turn around and there's Drew. Drew Bricko and uh, who was Drew's boy? Uh, the the other one, the goofy one. Yeah, the uh, fuck, I forgot his name, but he always brought monsters because he was a monster Sponsor rep rep, or, rep um, or something. So he always brought fucking cases. I, of God, monsters. it's bothering me. I can't remember his name. I know his real one name. One of the Boston boys. I yeah. know his real name, but uh, I, 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 no one will know that. Uh, I forgot what they called him. But uh, it was something goofy. Uh, yeah, it was something very goofy. He wasn't in the wrestling business. He was just this jack like, guy, like Body Scotty or something like yeah. something dumb like that. <laughs> it was something dumb that Drew came up with in like eight seconds. Because at that point, at that point, Drew was realizing every time he stepped up in the ring, Mike would pay him. So he was booking himself like four or five different <laughs> spots during the show. So I thought when I turned on saw Drew, I'm like, "You motherfucker, you got another payday." <laughs> Because he was real open about it. Because why not? <laughs> um, and he's like, why am I out here? Like, we're face to face. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I don't know why I'm out here. I'm like, I don't know why you're out here. We're in front of a live crowd. Everything that just happened just happened. And now I'm face to face with the second biggest heel in the company. And he's like, what do we do? And I'm like, Drew, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so he's like, what if I just grab you by the back of your neck and and we go back in the, in the back. I'm like, that sounds better than, in, than what we're doing right now. So that's what happened. Like we're and, and by the way, we're looking at each other. We're, we're sneering, and I mean, it looks like we're about to fucking fight, and we're just both like, what? Which is cool because it's like, <laughs> like if it was to set up the next thing or yeah. something, you guys are nose to nose. Yeah. You could have brawled into the back oh and they called it a day. And he was like, I don't know, I don't know either. And so it looks, you get this awkward like I'm just all I'm hearing is like money signs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was something else man i mean we got right to the back i was like drew what the hell he goes they told me to go out there and do what he goes i don't know <laughs> and uh he's like i think they wanted me to beat you up he goes were you gonna fight and he's like obviously not mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
because the backstory is Mike brought Drew because he was gonna have he thought Drew was gonna like fight me. I do yeah, not understand it's, it's that. It's weird. Like I've <laughs> I've come to the understanding because I I don't I don't think I had met. I'm not sure if I had met Drew at that. You point. had not met Drew at that point. This was before the first time you met him was the, with the the the, the Fugazi Russian tan, right? When he was purple, um, and like flaking <laughs> everywhere. But uh, but at that point, I think um, I think they thought he was like their all-purpose guy. Like we're paying him so much that he'll do security for us. He'll do this and that. Like I like to send you him out there to like wrangle you as if. They're treating you like a real problem, like yes! a shoot problem. Yes! And now they're sending Drew out there to handle you. Yes! It's like, it's like, this is, this is, and like, I just, I mean, it's, uh, it's probably unfair for me to call people names, but the word money mark keeps coming up. Like, I don't think Mike understood that everyone just, everyone just saw him as a fucking like, oh, a, a payday oh yeah like there was and he like the way that that wallet opened up after you and i left you know uh because god forbid he looked like the bad guy not paying anyone what they're worth yeah or what they think you know like we were the buffer yeah. so he gave us a budget for for show and we had to fucking make it work with that money and we so now that the now that the books are open now mm-hmm. that it's all open yeah it's like so they're they're happy. I mean, Drew's happy to go out there because, like you said, yep. it was probably another fifty bucks in his yep. pocket. It's and so we, funny. we go to locker room, but the but the concept, like from the two sides of it, that Drew, the way Drew's looking at, it, the way Mike's looking at it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, like, oh, Drew's my boy. Yeah, and I'm pay- and like I'm happy to throw him all this money. And, and Drew's like, what the like you yeah. know like, at the end of the day, you know. It, it's, I, you know, it, it was, it was, it, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And then, and then, and I was further confused because I'm like, then why would Mike get in the ring if he thought I was going to be like a shoot issue? What was Lou going to do? First off, I'd have fucking ripped him apart. Like right. Ellie, Ellie would have killed me. But hey, you know, <laughs> I would have went down swinging in front of uh, witnesses. <laughs> right. You at least had a lawsuit. <laughs> the parts of me that were left alive. <laughs> um. <laughs> we get to the locker room and Johnny and I are kind of like trying to disseminate what happened. <laughs> we both realize and recognize we had a good match. We had the one flub that was not our problem. Right. We covered it the best we could. The shame is that now all this other shit has happened in the ring after that. Yeah. Nobody remembers your match. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we had a great finish. The finish. Wonderful. Um, with an ending sequence that uh, I didn't particularly see coming, but hey. So Ellie comes back about five minutes later, and he's like, "You gotta go." And I'm like, "I'm like, what?" He goes, "Mike wants you out of this building." I'm like, "Ellie, fucking with me?" <laughs> he's like, "He's like, no man, he's fucking pissed." I'm like, "No, Ellie, seriously." Do I have to leave? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, Ellie, y- you know that was all a work, right? He goes, look, I don't know what's happening, but Mike is fucking, Mike and Sandy are livid and they want you gone. And I'm just like, uh, all right, man, I'm, I'm going to go because don't particularly want to be here anyway. Right. Um, 
I've done what I have come to do. Listen, you got out of breaking the ring down. <laughs> I no, it's funny. The I because I was the ring guy forever. Two days before that, Winji shows up with with the Vendettes. I think. I think the Vendettes. Well, who to take, else? To take the who tra- else would to take the trailer? Would have the capability of trailer. yeah. Towing a ring other than someone that tows rings. Because Mike didn't think I would show up at the ring. And that's when, like, I That's when you knew. That's when I knew. That's when I knew that. Did you have conversations with any of them when they came over that were, like, super revealing? No. No, 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 no. All three of them were just, like, or everyone that was with them. Were they just very businesslike? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Listen, man, we we get it. Because at that point, they were all getting paid by fucking. And not only that, they. By by Fat Wallet over there. They probably don't know. What's really what, what you know, who knows? Who knows? Right. Except that they've known you for years. Yeah. Well, here's we're getting to that part. So because that's the part where we this is the part that has lasted all this time. Um, So I go to leave. Uh, Natalia comes around and she's like, what what's happening? And I'm like, I'm like, had Sandy run up to into the fucking yeah. stands. Sandy ran up to yelled her, up, yelled at her and her yeah. mom. Yep, had about you had told me that I was a piece of shit and this and that and and, and they're like, like it's amazing that like how prof- these prof- business professionals these successful yeah. individuals are so like like unprofessional like yeah. that like you're running a show a live show you weren't the final match were you no no we but, we but, I, but we, this we, but this we opened or closed intermission <laughs> but this dumb bitch. <laughs> thinks it's appropriate to in the middle of running a fucking show yeah to go yell at someone's girlfriend yeah in the fucking stands yeah about it oh yeah it's like what the fuck so i mean if it was all an angle that's something else mm-hmm. when it all should have been and i don't know and what's you guys happening could have made money off yeah, of i it. don't know if mike at this point is i don't know what's happening but it, but I, best situation is to leave so i go i'll leave and I remember I told Natalia, I was like, listen, tell your mom to go. I was like, I, I got to go. They're, they're kicking me out. And she's like, this is, it doesn't matter what this is. We, we got to go. We'll figure this out. I'm like, we'll meet up at, uh, I, I told her, like, let's meet up at Flashback. Well, her mom ended up taking her car home and she rode with me. So she comes out with me. It was me, her, Johnny, because Johnny wanted to come to my, uh, my truck to smoke before, uh, before I left, right. Um, not, nothing was going to get in between that. No, like you no. getting evicted from the no. fucking, you getting like yeah. a <laughs> trespass wasn't going to stop. No, well, listen, sir, we had an arrangement to go smoke first, so and, uh, he will he will leave your premises, yeah. but we got we got to get. One and I've in. been escorted by Ellie. Yeah, and as we're walking, Ellie's like, "Well, you got to watch out, lose really hot," and I'm like, "Hot for what?" for teacher yeah like like he's like he's like he he wants to confront you and i'm like let him this is a good time for this because for the building better part of the entire time i've been in the wrestling business oh, i've wanted to rip Lou specter's face off so like let's do it this is a great moment for that a great moment in fact i can't think of a better moment so let's go outside and let's take care of this and i just told him ellie pull me off him before he dies um and, jo- and johnny's just like you can't fight lou and i'm like Johnny, I don't really think I had much to lose at this point, you know? And uh we uh Well that's a problem. You let that you let the you don't yeah. stomp the cockroaches. Yeah. If you don't stomp the cockroaches, they're just gonna always skitter around. They're always gonna be a pest. Fun fun side note. 
on the because uh the way the war memorial set up from where the locker rooms were there's this tiny little walkway from the locker room to the the, the exit door from the other side of the stage and the stage is open because we got people sitting up there and shit we got all, all the setup is up there but are you coming out on the the door the side the side door where there's up where there's parking right the other side the other door oh so you're going out the other way okay. yeah there, there, there was a bunch of uh, uh dressing rooms so that yeah, door. I don't know where the dressing rooms so are. So when you if you're I've lo- never been in the back. So, I, I only know like yeah. if if you're if you're standing and looking at the front of the war memorial, if you're yes. facing the front, to the right, yeah, right on that side is where like usually it's like talent parking and stuff like that. Yes, yes, but we our entrance was the door on the left, if okay, you look okay. at the auditorium yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then they had the curtains up and the behind the curtains in the wall there was like a fucking three foot space. So as I'm walking down the space, there's Booker T, who I knew was there, but I hadn't seen him. And I shook his hand. He goes, hey, man, good match. And I'm like, oh, thanks. He goes, what was that afterwards? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I got to go. <laughs> I, knew, I forgot Booker T was on that yeah. show. Yeah. Big, giant hands. I've met him. Like, you, you shook his hand. You were like, you're just, another, again. It's funny. You meet Booker T, and he's immense. Yeah. And then you meet his brother. <laughs> Who I love. I love. I loved. Me and Jackie used to hang out with him every now and then at the WCW yeah. hotels and stuff. <laughs> Fucking tremendous guy. We all popped when we saw each other when he went in, when they, when Harlem Heat went in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or whatever. Get, get this dog out of here. What are you doing? Hey, get out. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, Stevie Ray is like the greatest person ever. We were we were so excited to see him, but man, yeah. that guy is fucking like like Booker T's big. But yeah, it's that thing. Wait till you meet his brother. Yeah, you know? no shit. And it's just funny because you're like, I think most people would say like, "Hey, man, yeah, you're you're a big guy." No, no, Booker T's a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so we 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 leave. We get to my truck, loading up. I'm talking with Ellie. I'm like Ellie. You know me. I'm telling you, I promise you, if you have an opportunity to get Mike aside from everybody, please impart on him. Everything that was done in that ring was for the show. I don't, I love Mike. I love Sandy. I don't have, like, well, we've, we've well, well, up to this point, up to this point, Ben, yes, but I'm in a situation now where. I think you had growing. Issues. Yes, but but I didn't understand what was happening. So I was like, Ellie, if you have an opportunity, please talk to Mike. See what the fuck is happening. Have him call me. I don't know what happened here. I don't know where this went astray, went awry, went wrong. Um, And as we're having this conversation, a parking lot away, I hear, Prime! And I'm like, what? And he just... Just prime, prime. And I'm like, what's happening? And and Ellie goes, That's Lou. I'm like, is Lou Spectre wandering around the parking lot drunkenly screaming my name? He goes, Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I and I again, in a night that was baffling, I was like, What is happening? <laughs> and I'm like, this is my chance. I'm gonna destroy Lou Spectre. I can't take this pent up aggression and rage and just I just feel all these different emotions but I've always wanted to beat the fuck out of Lou Spector this is my moment 
I was like, I'll let him tire himself. I was, I had this whole thing plotting in my head about how I was just going to let him tire himself out hitting me. Because the dude weighs a buck oh five. He's not hurting me, especially at this stage of my life. So I was just like, I'm going to let him feel completely embarrassed and I'm going to fucking destroy him. I was, I was just going to take all my anger out. And I had this whole thing playing in my head in like this span of seconds. And, and Johnny's like, you should just go. I go, but, but he's, I know, but, but what looks, he's like, what looks worse? What are the optics here? Why is Johnny Vandal the voice of reason? I don't know. Cause he wanted weed. I don't know. He probably wanted to see it, but he understood. He could see me. He could see my, the wheels turning. Up. He was afraid he was going to have to get involved too. Oh yeah. He might be an accessory. Not afraid, but yeah. just didn't want to. Maybe be an accessory didn't to get a crime. Yeah. <laughs> didn't want to get sucked yeah. into a bro. Yeah, and of course, Italia's like, we need to go. We need to go. And, 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 and Ellie's just kind of like, I'll stop you before he dies. Yeah. You know, because I don't think Ellie much like fucking Lou either. I don't think many people like Yeah. Him. So I contemplated it, but then I was like, I was like, you know what? You're right, Johnny. Like, it's the 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 good move is just to go home. So that's what I did. And as we're as we're leaving, he's just wandering around in the street. And we we lock eyes as I drive past. And he just stares at the truck as as we pull out of the war memorial. I could see him in the rear view, just, just staring at my truck. Not not screaming, not gestating, not doing anything, just watching as we leave, turn the corner and everything. And I just, I remember my first immediate thought was like, that is easily the weirdest experience that I've ever had. I wonder had. if he like panicked that you were coming to him. Like that, that well, I wouldn't, I would not. Like he realized that you were in that truck and he, he was worried you were going to stop. Uh, I was like gonna all say, that bluster and calling yeah, out. I would totally not have hit Lou that's with my like, truck. That's 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 no no no. Yeah. But I mean like oh yeah, just stop, no, and, stop go, and go. Oh, just go. Hey, by the way, I heard you're looking for me. Yeah, here I am. What are we doing? Right. Yeah. No, I wanted to, Ben. I wanted to. I feel like that was all for show. What he was doing? Of course it was. Of course it because you have to remember he, he goes through these stages of being in and out of favor with Mike, and he was just coming back into an in favor stage after being out of favor. The last time anyone had seen Lou is when Beast choked him out right. at, at the uh, at the, the clubhouse. At the clubhouse, yeah. And and, and we bid him uh, adieu. I think there was a s- few people got kicked out that night. Um, was that the night? Uh, what's the name we got thrown out for? The coasters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the great coaster caper <laughs> that he literally had just been given like that day or the day before. <laughs> so in like. And like Mike's defense, he had a lot of shitty people around him. But uh, you and I were not one of those. I mean, I'm not. I'm not an angel. But no, no, we never. Mike and I are the same fucking scumbag. I'll just put it that way. We have lied, cheated, and stealed in the same ways to the same people to each other. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. We, are, I mean, uh, I don't do a lot of those things anymore. Mike doesn't do a lot of those things anymore. Yeah. Uh, but you know. To say that we don't slip into our bad habits every now and then is 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 whatever. But I, I but we are we come from the same cloth yeah. of uh, that retail comic book industry. <laughs> Everyone is a fucking lying thief, backstabbing yeah. piece of shit. But then I went. It's to, hard to it's hard to come out of there clean. Oh, it, it's it's almost impossible. Yeah. And then uh, the only the only person I could think of, and only because he only shows up when he can, is uh uh Ralph. <laughs> He's just the coolest dude. <laughs> no, no skeletons or anything. No, no, no. 
He's it, but he's not. He's, no, he's not from those uh, no. pits of hell. That so we, yeah, then I went. We to, spent time in. So then we went to Flashback Diner. I called you. Yeah. <laughs> I called, and the only so here, so here we get to the learning curve of tonight. Um, the learning curve was I got to Flashback Diner. Mark had contacted me, right, and he goes, "What should we do?" I guess their match hadn't happened yet. And I was like, Mark, man, dude, collect that paycheck. Yeah. Have fun, man. You're working War Memorial. Like, have the fun. But, you know, bro, like, thanks for reaching out. You know? He was the only guy that asked me when, when I yeah. got thrown out of Supercon. I, uh, he was the only one that said, like, hey, man, what, mm. what, uh, I heard from Mark, who at that time also represented, uh, uh, Nick, uh, Swifty. And Jude. Yeah. You're like, we're all like, what the fuck? Because everyone thinks I have heat with Jude because of this, and I don't. Um, um, and I was just like, yeah, man, just you guys do your thing, man, right? You know, like, fuck it, whatever, man. Just hang out. He's like, I, I got to figure a few things out. Um, but, I, you know, again, always appreciate the fact that Mark was always like, always there to like, hey, man, what's going on kind of thing. Like, he cares. Mark, Mark actually fucking cares. And uh, then I called you. Um, did you come to Flashback? Yeah. Oh, you're right. That's right. That's, you how I did, that's how I got the whole story. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, whew, man, but uh, from that moment on, that was the, uh, him who represented his group of friends, um, and you. That was it. Everyone else, all the beasts. The agony, agony. By the way, who started all of this? Because the Bricko situation is where I told Mike to his face, "You choose your family over this motherfucker, or you're going to lose all of this." Mm-hmm. And he did not heed those words, obviously, because um, I only stood up to Mike because of what happened to Aaron, like I did. So Aaron, over the course of the last couple of years, has been become a pretty big piece of human garbage. But you know, we also have other stuff about that. But all these other guys, the Trevors, the Mikes, the fucking all these people that the only reason they even exist on that stage was because I spoke up for them and put them on paper. And in a lot of cases fought for them to be on the show for Mike. And a lot of them times I was proven right. And they became regulars. So, you know, all the people we brought on, you know, that, that, that we gave how many chances to, you know, and, um, it was great for the months to come to not hear from any of them. Yeah. Because it really showed. I mean, that was my big lesson in life of everyone who, who's your boy. Yeah, yeah. They're not so much your boy when when they might have to sacrifice an opportunity or two to stand by you. Which I was willing to leave. Leave Supercon entirely just to prove a point over the agony situation. Mm-hmm. And that uh, and that reciprocation never happening. Um, in fact... I think Aaron worked for Mike for really until the point till he stopped running shows, which yeah. just comes to show you. Listen, what everything that happened post you and me just shows the character of the people involved, and and I'm not gonna shit on them, but it is what it is. So that's the I got kicked out of the War Memorial story. I think we told it before, but it I'm doesn't matter because sure we, we always yeah. have new people listening. Yeah. And yeah, I will try to hunt down that footage because I'd like to know what I said on that microphone because it ended everything. I'm just curious to a see the match and b see what happened after yeah. is real like especially. I mean, the cameras were rolling the whole time, so yeah. if it's raw footage, yeah. you know we have until 
until we have the Drew stuff. We have all the yeah. all the you know not all the non backstage stuff to like see where people were at different times and maybe you know. I wonder if I hit up Trevor if he would release that stuff because he owns all the footage. I wonder. We think. I mean, we assume he does, right? I he. I mean, he bought it lock, stock, and barrel. Yeah, I think I so. Think, yeah, so. I think so. I mean, I think it's been enough time to yeah. be like, listen, I just want to, yeah, you know, out of curiosity. Yeah. I mean, was he going to cause waves and ripples? Was he not going not going to? There's no heat to have anymore. Does he? I mean, does he even wrestle at the? I don't even know if he wrestles at the SuperCon shows. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I don't. Is know. it wrestling at the SuperCon shows? I mean, the the Galaxy Con, the uh. whatever it's fucking new convention i wonder if they're gonna do it for the new supercon i don't think so someone was asking me about this i think it was i forget who was just asking about it and i'm like I'm like i don't think so i think it's that's a that's a that's a passion thing you don't have wrestling at conventions yeah. unless you love wrestling yeah. it's t- it it doesn't i don't i think it's too much of an expense you know for the amount of money you can uh you can Spend on having wrestling at your show. You could have like a, a good guest. You could get another fucking good guest, you know. And I guess some people look at that business and and uh, you know be like, well, this they don't they don't know that the wrestling is going to draw as many people as like say getting Joe Blow from the fucking space shoot 'em up show, you know. Yeah. That'll be there for a day signing autographs. But uh, yeah, let's get out of this one. Uh, we've, yeah. been, we've been running our mouths that was, yeah. a long time. <laughs> to the best of my recollection, I'm pretty sure I forgot a lot of shit. <laughs> I always do. I yeah. have like the worst memory. <laughs> I was really, I mean, I remember getting fucking toasted after that because I was like, I'm so like, ah, yeah. I needed to come down. So especially, I'm pretty, pretty sure I made more phone calls. Than <laughs> especially with schmucks like Lou Spector screaming for your head. Yeah. It's like, I'm pretty sure I got, hu- not? I'm pretty sure I got Huss involved at some point too. I not smoke all the bowls. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think he got yelled at even too. Like, that's your boy. That's right. That's right. Because he was sitting. Oh fuck! I forgot all that Huss shit. Was like, what are you? What are you yelling at me nah, for? Fuck! Oh my god! I'm so sorry, Huss. I I totally fucking blanked oh, out does, on that. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I forgot he was sitting ringside. Yeah, he he's how I knew why Drew was out there. That's right. Because he filled in those blanks. Oh shit. Okay. See, I told you, bro. It was it happened so long ago, and enough CTE later. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we can only we can only remember what we can. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, let's get out of here. Let's uh, let's get to nerd talk because that's uh, we'll do the other one. Um, I guess. Um, buy merch, like, subscribe, visit all our links, put our names on the moon, click some of the links that make us money and don't cost you much. Yeah. What did you do, man? What I accidentally turned the mic off. God, you're the fucking worst, man. <laughs> Why you gotta touch everything? I the don't mic's know. I'm on a so thing bad. that's. <laughs> That's like perfectly placed for you to just talk and not have to touch everything. Um, God damn. Um, yeah, yeah, like, subscribe, you uh, know. Yeah. Etch, etch our podcast uh, links into your girlfriend or boyfriend's uh, car hood um, with a rusty knife or something, you know, out of love and out of, uh, you know, help for us. I don't that's, know. Just do stuff. That's terrible. Just that's do all this stuff to make us rich, famous, powerful so we don't have to have real jobs. I don't think that's even happening anymore. I listen, man. I think we're working till the day we die. Oh, I'm hoping not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, bye.